0: love talk radio. It's been a long road. Getting from there to here. It's been a long time. But my time is finally here. But I can feel the change in the way right now. down.
1: Good evening everybody. This is Dr. Jess Armine here at the Center for Bioindividualized Medicine in southeastern Pennsylvania. Welcome everyone. I'm uh, really looking forward to chatting with you tonight, especially after about a two-week break. And um, just don't forget here at the Center for Bioindividualized Medicine, we really do believe that you have strength of the soul and the strength to believe and no one can bend or break you, uh, especially when you have. Good information to work with. Um, We have a special guest tonight and I will introduce her in a moment. I'm really looking forward to listening to her uh, expertise in uh, herbal medicine. I would like to announce that the 6th of June is the Day of Visibility. Uh, It is a day where um, if you will look at my uh, podcast, podcast, no actually my blog site, it is a day when we are going to, or gee, I shouldn't say we, cause it's not me. Anyway, <laughs> I'll get my head together. Uh, where the invisible illnesses like uh, chronic fatigue and uh, fibromyalgia, uh, that people are going to speak out on it uh, on this website. And I think this is a wonderful thing because there are a lot of people out there suffering uh, with diseases that nobody can see. And nobody believes in and uh, that's what we end up treating that's what we do treat because this is what causes even more suffering uh, to have a disease that no one can see and most of the medical profession and a lot of the alternative medicine profession uh, just simply doesn't believe in so uh, you might want to look into that so let me introduce my guest tonight Meg are you there
2: I'm
1: here. Hi. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, tonight we're interviewing uh, our own uh, Meg Hurley. Meg, uh, so you know, is my assistant, and uh, she's the one when you call the office who answers the phones and makes the scheduling and tries to keep me straight, although that's almost an impossibility. Uh, as I got to know Meg, I realized that she had an incredible knowledge of herbs, and uh after developing a um severe chemical sensitivity, she started making her own products for herself and uh found out that uh people like her would really benefit from this so she developed um several uh organic teas pul- poultices, salves, and personal care products and uh this was for people who have who can't use anything without reaction and um, I think I'm going to let Meg tell her story Meg welcome and uh, you know without me telling everybody what you do how about you tell us your story and, and how you got into all this
2: oh okay um, so four years ago I was given an antibiotic that was basically too strong for the infection I had and it's Short name is Cipro, and it's a fluoroquinolone, um, and I, I got really, really sick. So I'm going to give like a real basic rundown of what happened, but I, I lost close to 30 pounds in two months, and I'm kind of a petite person to begin with. So that wasn't too good. Um, my hair fell out. I had bruising and rashing I couldn't explain, and my stomach was, oh, it hurt so bad. And it was really hard for me to take anything, and I used to, you know, use certain famous brands of um, cold medicine that fizz and <laughs> things like that, trying to make myself feel better, and, um, and I had some, a lot of tendon issues and things like that, so kind of an all-over body system freakout, and nobody could help me at the doctors, so, that, you know, I, I had test after test after test run, and they couldn't find anything wrong. And over about a six-month period, um, I had switched my food to organic because I thought maybe it was something I was eating. And that did help some, but over-the-counter medicine, I was really, really reacting to it. And I was still battling getting over this, I call it a, a antibiotic resistance, is what I call it. Um, you know, I was trying to get over this without any input. And... I noticed that, you know, when I would use, like, Benadryl, if I had hives or I rashed, um, I started getting a really rapid heartbeat, um, I was getting dizzy, and so I started looking for alternatives, and I hit the books, basically, <laughs> and I went back to um, journals my great-grandmother had written, my grandmother, on different things they'd done for the kids um, in their day, and I thought, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this or that, and, and it worked for me, so I noticed I healed um, a lot more comfortably when I wasn't using anything with a synthetic in it. So that's how this all started, is I started kind of testing it out on myself and noticed it worked and then expanded to friends and family. Um, and then I decided to offer it to the public for people that don't want a lot of um, ingredients. They just want really good, organic or natural, safer alternatives to what's out there. Because even the things that are big brand, that say, you know, they're natural when you look, there might be only two or three ingredients that are not. But I, for one, can't use ty- talc or titanium dioxide anymore in my products. And, boy, they're in a lot, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, you
1: know, I agree with you. There. It's, <laughs> what they say the is uh, natural is in, not.
2: Yeah, and the other thing I was finding, uh, actually more and more, um, and this isn't a bash on on anything or anyone, but it seems like as people have have become aware that um, OTC or um, mass-produced products have a lot of uh, chemically-derived ingredients, um, they've moved to herbal. But what I'm noticing with herbal is... um, let me put it this way. My, my husband has a saying, and I don't mean to insult anybody. He's ex-military, and it's kiss, which <laughs> I'm sure you know what that means. Keep it Keep simple. Keep it
1: simple, salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> of
2: course, you know. And I'm not seeing that anymore. I'm seeing 15 to 18 ingredients in an herbal salve. And I can't use that because, for me, I, I have a very good chance of reacting to something even herbal if I'm you know not careful because I also have the MTHFR enzyme so issue. Um, and so I thought, you know, why can't we keep things simple that still help? I mean, you know, you can always... I, I make a salve, for instance, and it's a really good basic salve for things. But if I have an infection, I add an extra uh, herbal into it and I apply it topically and it, and it takes care of, the, you know, a small infection. Um, and so it's kind of my mainstay. And to me that makes sense. Because that way I'm not rashing. Um, I, I don't get the head pressure. I'm not tired. I don't have the ringing in the ears. The dry throat. You know, I don't. I don't get any of that anymore. So, so I offer it to other people that have the same problems.
1: So, how did you learn about this stuff?
2: Um, I'm really stubborn. <laughs> so Gee, when I, I was being told. <laughs> So when I was being told by the powers that be in certain medical communities that nothing was wrong with me and they're, they're looking at me with this rash that I've had for a year or, you know, the bruising or, or whatever and telling me that there's there's nothing wrong because, this te- you know, the te- tests don't show I'm within normal parameters. Um, Gee, we I haven't
1: heard that before, taught, have
2: we? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I taught myself. um, I went through my, I have my journals of my great-grandmother, actually some from my great-great-grandmother, um, cookbooks that have notes in the, in the margins that tell us um, why to use when to use bay leaves, when to use um, oregano, how much, why you shouldn't go over that amount. And I started realizing that's right, herbs are medicine. So I started cross-referencing um, my different symptoms or my issues with herbs out there and looking for, what I looked for was the safest possible ones I could find, the ones that in general had the very least reactions for people or a possible reaction. So, then I built on that. It took me about three
1: years. And you (laughs) did this all yourself. And Mm -hmm. um, I understand, um, people may not realize that um, you work for me virtually because I'm here in Pennsylvania and you're in Colorado. Okay, uh, that's right. Way 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 up high. <laughs> okay, somewhere. <laughs> some place where I, I you know, probably couldn't find you. But I'm basically uh, he, on a
2: level with Pike's Peak, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so So I'm pretty we're high getting up a
1: heat wave over here, you're still getting snow.
2: <clears> oh. But
1: um <laughs> I understand that you grow your own stuff.
2: I do. I, some. Um, I grow mullein, marshmallow root, lavender, um, Oregano and a few. There, there's a few um, basil's that I grow, and I grow dandelion, um, light sage, and lemon balm, and, and you know the the, the more standard um, herbs. I'm looking at getting some olive trees too, so I <laughs> so I can make my own olive leaf. But
1: <laughs> well, can does would that. I, I don't know anything about it so um olive leaf? Yeah, I mean olives uh I mean an olive tree would they handle that kind of um that high up?
2: Well we have um we're in the process of finishing a a pretty large greenhouse. Um mm-hmm. as as you know I'm I'm a fanatic about organic for me. So mm-hmm. um I I mean people call it, you know, fanatic. I don't. I think it's a smart way of living in today's environment. You really don't have a choice with all the pollutants out there so might as well eat as clean as you can, you know. Um, mm. So we're building a greenhouse and we're going we're gonna to be growing more of our food that way through the winter months and that will allow me to grow some of the more um, delicate plants that I can't grow now.
1: Mm, interesting. Mhm. And um, so where do you get your other products from? Because I know you're, you're, ba- you're very, very uh, picky and <laughs> – I mean, picky is a good word about, – about the quality of your product.
2: I am. Okay? I, and
1: uh, that it doesn't have, you know, anything in it that would affect somebody who's got, like, multiple chemical sensitivities or uh, a ton of inflammation that uh, causes yeah. all kinds of other problems.
2: Well, you know, there, so there's there's some products that are really fabulous for some people, and for others they're not. Um, for instance, my my father, who has now has a, a version of what I have um, to an extent. He he can take turmeric, he can take ginger, okay, and and I cannot. So, and I don't know, I I'm not too good with the hot oils or the hot herbs for medicinal mm-hmm. purposes. Um, I work better with things that are just kind of middle of the road. So what i looked for is things like that, number one. And number two, um, the reputation, if it's a supplement, the reputation of the company making them, where they're made. Um, I don't particularly, I I tend to like things that are made in the USA, Canada, or Europe. Um, Or, you know, Italy, things like that. So that's what I kind of go for when I'm looking for sourcing. And we have a lot of that on the website. So I get my monolaurin from you because I can't, I can't make that myself. That's a derivative of coconut. And it doesn't cause free radicals. So for a person like me, that's a good thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, for everybody, really.
2: Yeah. Um, we have a hemp oil that I know we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. That, that comes from Europe, so um, it's not derived from other countries that have a tendency now to have, you know, high toxins, because the, the unfortunate thing with organic herbs, natural medicines, and even foods is if you're not familiar with where it's coming from, um, it can be grown in a greenhouse, but if it's being grown in toxic soil or it's from a, a mother plant that, that had issues, then it's... It's inherited or absorbed into the next plant, so you want to be kind of careful. You know, this is kind of—I'm not saying you can avoid all of it, but
1: but, but you can but really knowing, minimize it, can't you?
2: You can, and that's what I did. And I know, you know, I spent so many hours reading and referencing and talking to people and and um, going online and reading scientific paperwork on things that you just drove my husband insane. But <laughs> oh. but uh, I uh, haven't say a
1: word on that one.
2: I have a big fat journal that I cross-reference and then I have, I tend to go for vintage herbal books and antique herbal books because they did keep Mm -hmm. it simpler then and Mm -hmm. then I cross-reference that with modern knowledge and see if it kind of stays in the same framework.
1: Excellent, excellent. Um, So you're telling us what it's made of but tell us, you know, a lot of, My clients, you know, a lot of um, people are concerned about um, detoxification, uh, Mm -hmm. MTHFR, chemical sensitivity, leaky gut. Uh, Tell us a little bit about herbs and those subjects.
2: Okay. So there are people, in my opinion, well, over half the world population has the enzyme mutation. That We know that. It might be more. But well,
1: we do know that statistically we know about it, yeah.
2: Yeah. Not everyone has reactions to things, so obviously it plays a role after, I think, after a reaction occurs, um, and you can safeguard yourself from certain reactions if you're aware of it and you have a good practitioner, you know, um, who can kind of heal any other issues you might have that could be a trigger. but. Um, with herbs and MTHFR, for me, I, I'm not going to say that every herb is excellent for it. <laughs> um, I think you need to, for all three issues, or others too, you know, immune issues, adrenal severe uh, adrenal or thyroid issues, um, it's better to take it slow and keep it more simplistic so your body can detoxify and get used to what's going on and start self-regulating and um, kind of become used to what you're doing with it. So they have a huge impact. And, I mean, honestly, I can't even take Tylenol type products anymore. I can't take acetaminophen. So I go the herbal route and I get headaches like anyone else does, you know? (laughs) And so I had to look for something that was safe. Well, what was safe was the original aspirin was is white willow bark. Um, really? So, mm-hmm. so I, boy, do I boil that down. But anyway, I boil it down, and I make a tincture, and I add a spoonful or two to my tea. And I drink this one tea religiously. Um, a lot of teas have, you know, most herbs, most plants have some amount of fluoride. You know, we all know green teas and black teas can have a high amount of fluoride or white teas, but rooibos tea is, is one of my real favorites because it, it really helps my body um, kind of regulate certain things. And when my allergies are kicking in, I make a a concoction of, of rooibos and mullein and, and some white willow bark. And I don't have the sinus issues and I don't have the head pressure and I don't have the headaches. So... Those are my alternatives to aspirins or acetaminophen, things like that, and they work. So
1: amazing, amazing, amazing. It is, well, tell, tell, awesome. us about, tell us about leaky gut then.
2: Well, leaky gut, um, I have it. <laughs> and Who I think a lot of, I, well, right, I think a massive amount of people do. So leaky gut is, and I might not say it right. I'm going to say it like a a person who doesn't work for a doctor. So you have these little hairs in your stomach, and they're kind of like the hairs in your nose or in your ears. And in those, your body's natural mm, enzymes, fungus, probiotics, live. Are you there? Oh, yeah, I'm listening. Oh, sorry. (laughs) And, um, And when those get damaged the lining of your stomach has like a mucus layer that kind of all of that lives in it's destroyed and those little hairs can be destroyed too and you, get, you can get a lot of um, discomfort, you can have bowel problems you can have acid reflux and then you start getting, um, it, this is me now I started getting um, like it felt like my, my stomach was just on fire and then I started rashing, and every time I ate something, I would have uh, head pressure, and I'd feel dizzy, and I'd get brain fog, and um, I thought it was an allergic reaction to food, so I was cutting out all this food, because I didn't know what to do, <laughs> and I have cut out some food that I've just determined I still react to, no matter what, but, um, but anyway, so I cut out all this food, and, and it just wasn't working for me. I'm a major foodie, and yeah. So I started healing. I thought, I wonder if it's my stomach, you know, if, if there's something happened to my stomach too, not just my outside, but my inside kind of thing. So I started treating that. And it slowly, over time, got better. And I was able to eat just about anything I want. Um, and what it is, is that the lining of my stomach had like little fissures or little holes. And it thinned and it, everything I was ingesting was moving into my bloodstream and mm-hmm. causing whole-body inflammation, and it was making me sick because it doesn't belong in my bloodstream. You're so, absolutely
1: right. You're absolutely right. I mean, <laughs> we can explain it yeah. more technically, but that's essentially what it is.
2: So what, what I did is I did certain things that you actually just you, you added to when I started seeing you um, is try to heal it in ways like keeping away from acidic foods, um, staying away from over-the-counter medicine or prescription medicine helped a lot. Um, eating regularly. Uh, I, I did move away for me personally and my family. We moved away from cow dairy and went to those. And it seems like there's, there's, it's just easier to digest, you know. So, um, And then, you know, the grass-fed meats and stuff like that helped some. but the biggest thing was the herbals. So, um, replacing the mucus layer I found out is what I was doing, which I didn't realize at the time. I just know it I just knew it felt really good. <laughs> so so I did it. Um but you're the one that it, you know, helped me understand what I was doing and then I started Thank really you. researching it. Yeah. So Well yeah, you have always taken
1: get... everything that I've that we've discussed and used it as a base for you know, expansion, yeah. which is uh which is a great, you know, my, my whole job as I see it has always been to be, um, how can I put it, uh, to empower people by giving out good information. Okay, and that's, yeah, uh, and
2: that's, that's very true because, you know, when I went to my doctor, actually it was closer to four years ago, and I said, you know, gosh, I feel like something inside me has been changed. I just can't figure it out. Almost like my DNA has been changed. And he looked at me and was like, impossible. Here's an antidepressant. I'm like, I'm not depressed. What are you putting me... And, of, of course, I didn't take it. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Gee, that's a real you know? surprise, Megan. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, You mean you didn't um, listen but, to
1: what the doctor said? I mean, come on.
2: <laughs> I, I know. But, you know, I realize now that, yes, some of it is uh, because of the, the antibiotic, my DNA. Some of it is neurotransmitter damage or um, enzyme activity um, failure because of leaky gut. And the best way, in a nutshell, instead of me going on forever about it, is if you ever get really dry on the side of your fingers, you get those little tiny, you know, when they get really dry, you get little, like, little cuts, and they're so annoying, you know? Well, it's the same Mm -hmm. thing, that's what happens to your stomach, basically. So putting that mucus later back in helps protect those little cuts, kind of like a salve would on your finger, so that those little wounds can heal over time, and then Pretty soon the scarring goes away, and the, and the, you know, and then you're you're better than you were. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. get back to 100 percent because well, scarring has its own you, issues. But yeah,
1: well, it depends on what the what the damage has been, and the reality yeah. is that um, most most of the people we deal with, most people I deal with, actually get better than they were before.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: and that can happen. That can really happen. Uh, it's a matter of being a little dogged about getting rid of the inflammation and uh, being very, very conscientious about, um, you know, how you go about doing it. And, and you know, one of the reasons I wanted you to speak tonight was because herbal, um, you know, herbal treatment, not a lot of people know about it from this point of view and would really like to learn how they can help themselves, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, and, yeah. um
1: herbs are er, oh. herbs are something that I'm not you know I know about them but I don't know them like you do so well, I, um tell us like who they can help heal I and mean, what kind of conditions uh have you seen that uh, that um you know will okay heal best
2: um, w- herbally what heal whip well, it won't. <laughs> but my viewpoint is it, 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 it works fabulous. The, 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 adjust, the adjustment people have to make when they're using herbals, um, in my eyes, is there some things that work right away. You know, you take, a, you take some marshmallow and, and uh, let's say you take some marshmallow root because you have an upset stomach and, and you're going to eat some food and you need to have your enzymes and your probiotics. So you can feel that. You know, it, it feels a little better, a little calmer, and just better. But there's some things that you can't tell right away that they're working. And people are so used to the magic bullet, is what I call it,
1: mm-hmm. or the
2: magic pill, and they're used to being numbed out. that um, they're not realizing that it is working, but it's kind of a synergistic thing going on in there with herbals. Um, as long as you're taking something that's safe for you, and you're taking it in safe amounts, Herbals are very, very strong. There's some that are more benign.
0: There's Mm -hmm. some that
2: are not. And especially for people that have immune problems or body system issues, um, not just, you know, let's just say um, somebody has a skin condition that has nothing to do with their intestines, okay? Um, That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that ingest herbs. You need to be aware that not everything is made to be eaten, <laughs> you know, and, it's, and not everything, because it's a plant, is made to be eaten by that specific person. I see. So I'm saying everybody heals in a fabulous way, but some of it you have a very strong immediate reaction. Some of it you don't notice except over time. And then suddenly you realize, hey, I feel, I, I really feel better than I did three months ago and I never thought about it. It takes perseverance. Um, but I think it heals, I mean, it's healed, okay, let's see, my husband has uh, moderate to severe COPD. He's no longer on inhalers, um, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't have the steroids going in there anymore, so that's, that's good for him. Um, He has angina And he doesn't take um, medicine for that at all He doesn't take medicine for high blood pressure anymore Um, He uses all herbs And for me, and I'm using us as examples I had this whole body shock thing going on Where things were almost shutting down And, you know, gallbladder dysfunction And the MTHFR and the, the leaky gut And everything else uh, malabsorption and all those wonderful things. I, I was eating like a stevedore and not gaining any weight. Um, it helped me. So um, I'm my not daughter ask how has
1: stevedore eats. But go
2: ahead. <laughs> they like three steaks. <laughs> you know, I was eating right. so much. But um, I didn't realize, you know, before, when I first started, I didn't realize like to cut out, you know, lower the starches and things like that, the carbs. And that's really helped a lot too. Just it's not something your body needs. It needs it in moderation, but Mm -hmm. to live off it is wrong. It's really wrong, just like I think it's really wrong to live off of sugar. You know, that's just the worst thing you can do for your brain. Um, Once you kind of switch it over to more proteins, I think that really helps a lot, Um, whether they're animal or or vegetable proteins. I think it's a really good balance then. But anyway, um, our daughter has pretty severe allergies, and she's a little one. And the doctors wanted her to have, um, they they said it was homeopathic therapy. It was two shots in each arm three times a day. And I I tried to do it once, and I thought, you know, I can't do this. (laughs) So I cut out certain things for her and give her certain herbals. And, you know, her her shiners that were around her eyes and the purple line across the bridge of her nose went away. Her headaches went away. She's not pale anymore like she was. Um, she doesn't
1: have the stuffy nose like she used to so so let me uh, let me let me let everybody know that the line across the nose okay is a um an indicator of somebody who does the allergy salute that's like put they are wiping their nose. kids do this, they wipe their nose upward, okay, kind of just pushing it up, and they develop like a crease across their nose. The shiners underneath the eyes are a indication of toxicity and allergies, and, mm-hmm. of course, the stuffiness and so forth. So what you're saying is that the herbal remedies that you created basically got rid of her allergies and allowed her to detox very well. Am I, get, am well,
2: I getting it correct? Except Well, I wouldn't say they got rid of her allergies so much as they allow her body to naturally deal with her allergic reactions to things or it calms that histamine reaction down, you know? Um, since she is my daughter and, uh, my dad, my mother, my, (laughs) my my husband and me all have the MCHFR issue. It's more than likely that she does too. And I know it can manifest in different ways for different people. Mm -hmm. So one thing I noticed, different times of their
1: lives will manifest different ways. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. So, you know, for her, I just thought it was really wrong. You know, it's, put her on those shots or have her on pills for her whole life because she has allergies
1: so, and, and the fact that that stuff doesn't work you know well, it really I mean, doesn't it masks,
2: uh, it masks symptoms whereas I think herbal supports your body so there's a difference there, there and really she is. you know she hates to taste the rooibos tea because it doesn't taste like you know fruit punch or whatever but I force it down her with some honey but she likes what it gives her so she grumbles, but she drinks it.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. So, Wonderful.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and now that you're giving us an idea that, um, that herbals can be good for practically everybody and, you know, in the, as part of a whole holistic uh, consideration of treating, um, you know, almost anything, uh, there are some kind of basics. Are there, like, some basic herbals that people can use for their, their daily health?
2: Um. Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, will you so, like to share it, or shall we?
2: Um, <laughs> or do we have to yeah, like? Uh, so, well, know, well, let's let's go with <laughs> drag like. Drag it out I'm of gonna, you. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. i go with me because people like me. Some people call them floxies, or the chemical sensitivity, or the severely right. allergic, Before,
1: you know. Uh, you know, just just for the audience's uh,
2: edification,
1: yeah. when we talk um, about they're... phloxies or fluoroquinolone toxicity, what we're really talking about are people who have chronic inflammation and have chronic illness, and that can have its origin in a lot of different ways. I, mm-hmm. You know, and um, so the kind of treatment we do for phloxies uh, or flu- fluoroquinolone toxicity Types is, a, is essentially the same treatment that we do for all the chronic uh, illnesses because what we're trying to do is, uh, is not only find the root cause and take care of the root causes, which may differ and may differ in the treatment, but get rid of the inflammation and give their body back the ability to heal. Okay, so that's the downstream effect plus letting the body heal. And, of course, the genetics w- are utilized as signposts. Tell us which pathways may be a problem given a certain dysfunction or a certain load if you will but um, what can we do to stay healthy what kind of herbs if you want to use yourself as an example that we can use to stay healthy
2: okay so I I cycle my herbs which means I'll go on certain herbs for a certain amount of time and then I give my body a break from those and I'll use something else to support my system while I'm taking my break and it's because my body, I feel like it gets used to it. You know, kind of like if I, when I first drank coffee, I had a half a cup a day. And that was more than enough. Now I need, you know, three or four. <laughs> so um, your body gets used to those herbs. So I try to give it a break so that when I start taking them again, I'm getting that benefit. Um, I find that herbs and whole foods, for me, kind of cross over and intermingle. And so what I use is a mix of prebiotics, probiotic foods, and I do take supplements for that as well. Um, and then I take a supplement that's called monolorin. and that is something that helps fight um, is antibacterial and microbial for only the nasties, let's put it that way, <laughs> so I use that and I use olive leaf which kind of attacks at a different angle the same things um, daily and I use it low dose so it's kind of like a maintenance dose and then I use vitamin C um, omega 6 and every day I drink uh, three cups of rooibos tea with mullein during the summer uh, for my allergies I add the mullein in because I found that Roibis is just very, very slightly body relaxing. It doesn't, it, and I found out later, it affects neurotransmitters. So for for me, all those things are wonderful, you know, and they help support my immune system and let it kind of rest a little. It's been so revved for so long. I really don't want adrenal fatigue any more than I already have it. <laughs> I don't want, you know, uh, thyroid issues. Um, and I certainly don't want to backslide because I firmly believe your body has a memory. And if you have been on a track long enough, um, you know, I don't want to have it jump the track I'm on and go back to the other one because of the stress or, you know, I get a really bad cold or something like that. Um, so those are the things I use every day, and I use the vitamin C, and then I use um, stomach enzymes to help break down my foods. Good call. So, Good call. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I use top- I use topicals for my skin because it changed, you know, after I got sick. So um, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I I know that you know more uh, about these things like. Um, I've always wondered what the heck are Swedish bitters.
2: So Swedish bitters are. There's several different types out there, but basically, what's funny about them, haha, is if you look at the ingredients. Basically, they support your detoxification process um, in your body. So, and they're also supportive of your immune system. So and they aid in digestion in an herbal way. They don't break down foods like enzymes do, but they kind of they support your body system, you know. Um, I have Swedish bitters here that are all the dried herbs, and there's a ton. I can, you know, I'll put them up on the website soon, but um, there's about 10 in this specific mix, which usually I don't like using a big mix of stuff, but these have been so well-documented for how many, what, 100 years, 150 years, 200 years, mm-hmm. to, to really help people that I used them, being the baby stepper I am, as a pulpist. and I noticed, oh my gosh, it worked on the bottom of my foot when I heard it, so uh, then I used it again when I had a cut on my forearm. And I noticed it worked. So I thought, you know, I'm going to use it now and then. So I had a a stomach flu. And when I was getting over it, my stomach was real touchy. So I really used a weakened version of it. Just first, I would do one day on, one day off, just to kind of test myself. And I noticed when I was using it, um, it just helped settle my stomach down so I could eat. So... Okay. It's a bunch of primarily European herbs that just kind of support your kidneys, your liver, um, your stuff, you know, the, your your bowels and your intestines, so that your body can do what it's supposed to do more effectively. Very
1: cool. Very cool. Um, well, I know you want to talk about this hemp oil, okay? So oh, yeah. tell everybody about it.
2: Okay, so. You know, I used to think hemp was for, you know, the caveman movies we saw on TV or burlap bags, <laughs> kind of thing. All I scratchy. Nice, rope and everything
1: else. <laughs> you know,
2: or yeah, or uh, I never quite understood the difference between it and, and uh, cannabis itself. And then I started reading up on it about three years ago, and I started putting it in my lotions and things because it's pretty healing for you, and I found that with science, they've made cultivars that have no THC, and it's hemp oil with um, CBD, which is really, really healing, and you get the medicinal healing benefits of cannabis without the THC. For your cosmetic or your skincare products, And some people, you know, I guess ingest it, but I've I've never, I'm not suggesting that. So I found someone in the in Europe who makes it, and it's organic, and it's um, cold pressed, which means it's distilled into an oil from the seeds of hemp, which is a huge difference again from what people think. You know, it's not like running around smoking pot. Um, And we're putting it into some salves and lotions to help people because it does absorb through the skin. And it's incredibly healing. So I have a list I can get for you that will give some some more scientific background on it.
1: Well, you're going to be putting it on the website, right?
2: I am. You're going to be using... uh, Go ahead. Well, the one great thing about hemp oil is it's a natural sunscreen, and it doesn't have some of the nasty side effects you can get from even full sunscreens. Um, but it's, it, it has a lot of anti-cancer and <clears throat> antioxidant properties to it, without inducing free radicals. So, and that's important. It's important for everybody, really. Because your mm. homocysteines your homocysteines are you know, they flare up. Mine were twenty three.
0: <laughs> so mm.
2: what is that called? I was knocking at death's door. Now I'm down to what, I think eleven and a half or twelve. So big difference. And I think if you support your body without being too aggressive, um, and you just do it in a methodical, consistent way, um, then you don't have the you know the the rebound effect, and and the hemp oil with CBD gives that to you.
1: Very cool, very cool, very very cool. And um, well, we're getting on 8:42 here. I see some people in the queue. And is there anybody who would like to call and ask Meg any questions? If you have um, if you have a question, call us at and um, Meg is here to answer any questions Um, tell us more to have uh, more stuff to share with us while people I know are going to be calling in a couple of minutes
2: (laughs) I don't know, that's okay so the other thing that I recommend for people that are sensitive to products or they just they don't want to bombard their body One great thing, you know, essential oils are fabulous. And one of the things that I did in my little baby step progression is use hydrosols, which are um, distilled herbs that are distilled into oils that are distilled, again, from oils into a water base. And a lot of people think it's something they use for linen fresheners or... You know, Mm -hmm. an air freshener that's an organic or natural alternative. But you can actually use that topically, too. And so we're going to be offering some of those. Um, We have frankincense and myrrh coming, which are both wonderful. Mm -hmm. We have lavender, chamomile, and holy basil, and orange. So we'll have all of those available for people to use in different ways, because they're basically benign, except, you know, the holy basil. You need to know if you can tolerate that. So I always say do a, a patch test on your skin. You just take the teeniest amount and put it on your wrist, and then you let it sit for, you know, overnight. And if you don't have a reaction, then you know you're pretty good to go, unless you're swimming in it or something like that. <laughs> don't swim in oils. Don't swim in oils. <laughs> so... But, and you um, were mentioning
1: the, uh, the hydrosols.
2: hmm
1: Okay. What, what exactly is that?
2: Hydrosols are herbs that are distilled from herbal into an oil and from the oil into a water base. So they're not as concentrated, and they're able to, you're able to use them straight out of the bottle. One of the things you see a lot with people that use uncut herbal um, oils or essential oils they're like, well, I had a reaction. I'm like, well, did you use it straight? You know? You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> so it's, it's supposed to be cut, and, and a lot of the retail uh, oils are. But if you go to somebody who distills oils like I do, and you just grab a bottle, that is 100% pure concentrated oil of whatever herb I've distilled it from. And... You don't want to do that with hydrosols. You can use it straight from the bottle because it's already been diluted down to a safe content, and it's water-based. So it's um, if people have reactions to oils like coconut oil or olive oil, um, nut oils, they don't have to worry because it's in a water base.
1: And who would you suggest that for over the uh, over the uh, typical the oils uh, over the,
2: over the oils. Honestly, somebody that has really high histamines or mast cell issues, someone that has um, severely compromised immune problems because your body reacts to things so dramatically, this is probably the best form to start with um, versus an oil until your your body is kind of trained that it's okay, this isn't anything that's attacking you, (laughs) you know what I mean? This isn't anything Mm -hmm. to be afraid of. This is a nice thing. Um, and then, you know, over time, I use oils, you know, I, and I do use some. So um, it just is, I use Immortal um, Basil, which is incredibly healing, and I use it topically. Um, but, again, I dilute it. But at first I had to use the hydrosol. So it's just that way my, I didn't get the rashes, and, the, and I didn't have to jump in an Epsom salt bath, you know, every 10 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's good that's real good yeah that's real good yeah. well it seems like everybody's being quiet out there you know so um, what else if you uh, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with the uh, with the crowd that's listening
2: um well you know I have a I work with someone that has PTSD and the hydrosols have honestly had the biggest impact on her compared to the supplements that she was taking that were over the counter Mm -hmm. and so i think they work on people also like their their sense of well-being and calmness so do essential oils you know and i think it's a really good thing for people to realize that when people have like um ADD or ADHD or hypertension or PTSD or a lot of anxiety because they're sick, you know, so so often and so long. Fragrances that you get from herbs or flowers have a lot of impact on you and they they really kind of help can help take the edge off. And they don't even realize it's happening until later, until they've used it a few times and then they're like, "Wow, you know, I that kind of helped me feel better. So it's a a nice kind of therapy for their mental state and a little more clarity sometimes, a little more relaxation than not using them. So I thought that was really interesting. But the one thing I I just, I mean, I love, and and you talked to me about it, was liposomal vitamin C. And... You know, it kind of reminds me of herbs because it's, it's, it's a fruit that's been uh, distilled down into an oil form, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And when I tried to take it, I, I told you for like three weeks I was fine, and then I had a, a reaction. So I stopped, and you said for me to try enzyme prior to using the liposomal C. Right. Right. Well, what, I'm, what, you know, what I did was I started using it topically, which I understand I don't get nearly enough, but at least I was getting something until <laughs> I get those enzymes in. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure. wondering if you've heard any good and positive results from the enzymes used in conjunction with the liposomal C for people like me.
1: Um, there is a caller. So let's, let's, uh, before the show runs out, let's see what they have. Okay, uh, uh pull yes. it from the five oh eight area code. Hi, how Hi. are you? This is Dr. Armand. Hi good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you well.
0: Hi. <laughs> oh perfect.
3: Hello, I'm on a cordless. Um, my question is regarding the uh the hemp oil. Um, one thing I haven't been able to figure out is I know that there's uh C B D cannabis oil and right. and a lot of parents are going to Colorado for that. So does does that mean that is the CBD cannabis oil a little better than the CBD hemp oil
2: it, it depends on what you're using it for so okay. I have I have friends that have some pretty severe cancers that use cannabis oil for you know with for therapy um, because it has both compounds it has the THC and the and the, the um, CBD but for the average person, that's not necessarily true at all because you're not getting the um, psychoactive properties that you get with THC in the hemp with CBD. And that can be really useful for people that don't want that, that effect. You know what I mean? If right, you're, okay. So it, kinda, it just depends on what you're You're looking at two totally different plants, by the way. Hemp is completely different than cannabis.
3: Oh, I see. Because the terms it's sometimes get used interchangeably. That's I know.
2: I, yeah, <laughs> no, I know. Um, hemp, hemp seeds are are benign when it comes to THC. The ones that that were the oils we're using with the CBD in it have have no THC in them. So, uh,
3: literally for, no THC in them
2: nothing that's discernible or has any effect on you like for instance my son um my son is going through the police academy and he absolutely can't have poppy seeds and he can't have this he can't have that but he can use obviously
3: right (laughs) and the reason i ask is because like a lot of people are using the charlotte's web for example Mm -hmm. on kids so that i think technically it has a tiny bit of thc because you can't breed all of it out Right. But obviously, so they're using that, and that's the high-CBD cannabis oil for seizures. Um, you're saying, it, but they are different plants. and, and I Well, can...
2: and, and you're talking about a, um, a grade that is similar to the synthetic that the pharmaceutical companies are giving, which usually has a concentration of about 19% or more CBD.
3: Okay. And
2: what we're using is something that has a little bit under 11 percent so it makes it safe to use daily and it's also safe to purchase across the United States
1: oh I see okay so it's you, you can find you can find it on all the
3: chemicals the other there's a bunch of other three letter acronyms does it have all those <laughs> as well other than the THC what the CBN, the CBN for example there's like 10 or 12 chemicals in the entire spectrum
2: right we're gonna have a coa on it a coa which is a certificate of authenticity and then it gives like a breakdown of the compounds in in it for the usage and rate we have for concentrations within the oil but what we're doing is diluting it more by using it as a bomber lotion so we're not going to be selling this straight oil Because if people, anything that's a straight oil can be used incorrectly unless you know what you're doing.
3: Oh, okay. So you're not selling the oral oil?
2: We're not going to be selling that up front. Dr. Jess is going to have to look at that. (laughs) And see if that's something that he wants on the the website. But um, so through SC Laboratories, they've said that um, with CBD... Okay, which is, the, which is what this has in it. You're talking about CBC, CB, CGCs, and all that stuff. Well, CBD yep. actually deals with um, more system issues than any of the others combined. So okay. we, if you look at CBD oil that you get from hemp, um, you have that it relieves pain. It reduces blood pressure, vomiting and nausea, seizures and convulsions, um, inflammation insofar as homocysteines, um, artery blockage, all sorts of stuff. Intended cell growth of tumors and cancer cells, treats psoriasis and eczema. And it also helps with people that have psychosis insofar as it has a slightly relaxing effect without the narcotic effect of THC. So you're looking at something that's along the lines of like my rooibos tea that I drink, but at a higher level.
3: Okay. Great. Okay. So
2: what what I really like about it is it's completely legal because it's not a derivative of marijuana. Good. <laughs> it's not. Hem- Don't worry, <laughs> <there. You laughs> <know>? Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, thank you. Is this on your thing. website or Dr. Dr. Jess's website or? I'm sorry. Um, which, which website is this on for us to buy?
2: Um, that's the store for um, the Center for Bioindividualized Medicine, and the web address is store mm-hmm. dot Jess, our, mine, dot com. and we'll have it up there within a week.
3: Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, thank
1: you very much. You're, You're welcome. welcome.
2: You have a good night.
1: Okay. Well, we're getting uh, towards the end of the show here, and um, tell me, or you had an announcement you wanted to make about the various uh, your various products that are on our website.
2: Oh, yeah. So um, they're 20% off on the website.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's a pretty significant savings. Um, I was recently working with an online store that's, you know, uh, all into organics, and, and they sell food and all this stuff. And they wanted me to sell some of the products on there, and I opted not to because I really want to stick with the herbology um, and kind of pursue that in the nutrition and helping people. You know, I don't really want to just, you know what I mean? I want to offer the products on your site, but um, and a few local local people are, are offering them. But I, I want to concentrate on really working on the whole person and not just making my stuff all the pretty <laughs> so Well, It's, it's for the good store, that you want
1: to work on the whole person. That's, that's the whole, well, that is just, what our goal is.
2: Well, because it's, it's so, you know, if you, if I had known, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but if I had known a tenth of what I found out after I got sick, maybe I wouldn't have been as sick. So, you hmm. know, kind of cutting some of this off at the past, is, is really a wonderful thing for people to be able to do and you know I love making the products so I was like well, I, I really I have to offer them it's just something I have to do so you and me talked and we were like what you know what, what do you want to do Megan how much do you want to how much do you want to add or, or put up there and I just think what we're doing and then the you know the, the CBD line um will help people without overwhelming the other aspects of what I do and I can still do it at at, at a decent enough price where people can afford it on the website
1: like I said that's really really wonderful well we're really at the end of the show here so um, are there any uh, other words of wisdom you'd like to share
2: yeah um, you know I wanted to say that if, if anyone is wondering about some of their, you know, issues, you know, sign up for a consult with Dr. Jess or Sean or whoever you feel comfortable with. But the biggest thing I can say is slow and steady is the best way to deal with it. And absolutely healing your stomach or supporting it is one of the biggest things, like the GI repair kit you have on the website. That mm-hmm. is so huge. And I know it looks like a, you know, a good investment to start with, but it's not. I mean, when you think about how many tons you eat or baking soda you put in water or what foods you can't eat now because your stomach gets upset or you get tired, it's, it's just, it's really worth it to start supporting that right off the bat because that's what I've been doing. And I'm, what, 80% better?
1: Yeah, um, that's pretty amazing you know, given, um, <laughs> given the, the, you know, the severity of what happened to you?
2: Well, it's like the first yeah, time, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. So I know a lot of people don't realize how how sick the fluoroquinolones can make you when you're genetically predisposed
2: and, and, uh, to
0: that.
2: And it's not just fluoroquinolones, though. Look at what people. No, it's a lot of other. People. Yeah. Look at no, things. That's... Look at how many people are told they take an antiacid and they have low acid, and they and then right. they're just suppressing it even more, and that just creates a huge vicious cycle. And so many people just, I'm gonna eat that steak and take my ton, you know, my my antacid, and I'm like, is that what you? How do you know it's what you need?
1: Right. You know, well, you're, I you to build
2: that barrier that are in your stomach, and you can eat. <laughs> so, exactly true.
1: Exactly true. Well, Megan, you're you're a, you know, you're a wealth of information on herbs and uh, a lot of other subjects, and um, I really appreciate the work you do for us. And um, I guess what we'll do is say goodnight and uh, tell everybody that they um, appreciate their time, their attention, and um, I'll see you all next week.
2: Okay, thank you. Bye everybody. It's been a long, long
0: Getting from then to here. It's been a long time. My time I can feel the change in the way right now Nothing's in my way And they're not gonna hold it down no more No, they're not gonna hold me down